not many, if any, Jamaican music band can boast being in existence for over 50 continuous years. They have watched many bands come and go. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with a founding band member and current manager of Fab Five Incorporated, the Honorable Franklin Campbell, Order of Distinction, the same Frankie Campbell, bass player of Fab Five. Hello, Frankie. How are you doing? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, everything's basically all right now. Um, I'm, of course, we are in Jamaica, um, Kingston to be exact. Um, we had two years of lockdown. Um, couldn't do anything. We, it was very traumatic because we celebrated our 50th anniversary, 2020. And we had a lot of tours planned for all over the world, Europe, um, North America, of course, um, um, Caribbean, um, Japan, and others, um, South America, Central America, and all that went asunder, as you can imagine. So it's, it's been, it has been a very traumatic two-year period for us. Um, we haven't really worked much. Uh, we tried the virtual situation, but um, as you know, that's, that's not really working out much. Um, people don't really pay our Caribbean people, our diaspora and our people in the Caribbean, they, we don't, we're not really paying for a virtual show, so that, that was a no-no. Yeah. We tried one, it didn't work out that much, so yeah. um, we're really looking forward to be back on the road, because that's what we do, we're a road band, we're, we record, we're a recording band, we're a backup band, but mainly on the road, we travel on the road and we make money that way by touring the world and playing a lot in Jamaica. Yes, so we, we'll talk about, we'll get back to that in a while. But first, I just want to start from the beginning. Where did you go to school in Jamaica as a little boy growing up? Well, well, we are, I went to um, a school nearby. I grew up in, first of all, I grew up in Kingcott, um, firstly. And there was a, you know, regular prep school nearby. It's not a type of thing like. And then I ended up at St. Aloysius Primary School. That's uh, on Duke Street. Very famous primary school in, in, in Kingston. Um, and that's where I, I won what we call in Jamaica the scholarship for Casey, um, Kingston College. So, so the first years would have been prep school, and then I, the last couple of years was primary school, St. Aloysius. And then I, I went in, into the hollowed halls of famous Casey, Kingston College, one of Jamaica's and most famous high schools for boys. And, and then I spent the next um, seven years there. But I went to I went to um, sixth form, and that's where I developed a lot. Well, I always loved music, but that was I was a very integral part of the choir. Casey has had it in those days and still have today um, a, a very famous voice choir, um, the, the most famous, the most popular, and the most successful school choir in Jamaica. One of the most in those days was the most successful choir. Um, you know, and certainly in the Caribbean, the most successful school choir. So I was part of that until I left school. And even after I left school, I, I worked with them for a couple of years. So that's where my big influence in music really developed. Indeed, indeed. And I must tell you that we both went to the same, you may be some years ahead of me, but we both went to the same primary school, St. Aloysius, on, on Duke Street, right in front of the, the Jamaica printing office. And then you have uh, the... Uh, Parliament building, Garden House, further up the road. So we went to the same yeah. school. <laughs> but, uh, oh, 
Fantastic. Indeed. Of course, the printing of printing of his bond on what that said. Oh, how long ago that happened? Uh, two years ago, it, it burnt down, and they admitted it up back yet, oh. unfortunately. Yeah, so, so uh, you'd say then, while being at Kingston College, as we would say, KC, that's where you are, uh, your, your interest in music started, would you say? Um, interest in, well, by then, we were performing with the choir. Like I told you, the choir was very, very popular. We performed all of us at funerals, funerals at um, social events, at you know school events and national events. You know, so of course I got in, I got used to performing as as well as a musician, so a singer. You know, and then um, when when by the time when Rocksteady, it was Ska first. Ska came into being in the early sixties, and then uh, Rocksteady came, and of course we are all. I mean, I'm totally awed by by the transition, first by Scar, and then of course by Roxette, and, and therefore all of us, but Jack, Jack in the two was a case with me, Indeed. and you know, and he was a, a, the main, one of the mainstays at, at Scox's studio, and you know, he would, he would play the piano illegally in an assembly hall, when, when nobody was looking, and we all gathered around, and you know, bang, bang, and then I showed some interest in learning a, 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 an instrument, you know, but of course, that, that, that was the birth of Jamaica uh, popular music, um, as we know it today. And, um, you know, being a young fellow, it was, of course, we were influenced by that movement with all the greats, all the greats, Bob Marley and, 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 and all the greats coming in to scare first of all, and then Rocksteady later. Indeed. And, you know, yeah, 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 so we should say Jackie Me Too. We could just pass over Jackie Me Too like that. We must say Jackie Me Too, the great uh, keyboardist of all time in Jamaica. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, man, he played with his satellites and they recorded uh, hundreds of great hit songs with, with all the greats, you know. Alton Ellis, um, like I said, Bob Marley, Ken Booth, um, you know, the great, all the great groups of the day, the gay lads, the Heptones, and, you know, all the, all, all, the, all the great rock scaffers, singers. Um, you know, Derek Morgan and all these great, you know, scrap people. And then, of course, the Rock City people, all the early Rock City people, really made Jamaica music what it is today. Mm. And he was, he was, um, sort of the band leader. Later on, he became the band leader, the, the musical director at Cox's. Indeed. That, along with Lindsay, the guitarist, and, and, you know, other, other, you know, guide lips and drums and rivet and bass, Tom Marco can. Uh, one of our fans and all this, and of course, the great Dan German, yes. you know. Uh, so, see, so he was part of that, and I mean, the, and the whole world accepts that um, that group was one of the greatest group, musical groups ever so Scatterlights was the backing band for uh, Studio One the, uh, in those days. Yeah, man, the Scatterlights would have played, you know, and, and many of the Scatterlights and the early and the early um, Rock City. Other people came in, you know, after a while, but Scatterlights was was the original. You know, they would have been there in very early years. We done a lot of the Scat songs and, and early uh, reggae songs. Or, or what would was Rocksteady, of course. So, you it, know, um, yeah. So in 2019, you lost Conroy Cooper, Fab Five's first band leader and 
brother of Fab Five's current musical director, Grub Cooper. Uh, tell us about uh, Conroy's impact on Fab, Fab Five as the first oh. musical director. Yeah, man. So, um, so I, I basically, uh, at case you know, at case you know, we had uh, quite a few of us because the nucleus of Fab Five is from Casey. We have myself um, on bass, Frankie Campbell. Then we had Steve Golden. He was on guitar. Um, and then we had Peter Scarlett. He was the first lead singer. So three out of six would have been from Casey. Um, so right after school, I right after school, I basically joined up a group of singing Jamaica, a group of students, of, um, young people who formed a group from America called from Moral Rearmament and they came to Jamaica in nineteen sixty five and they formed a single Jamaica and um, I joined them in nineteen sixty seven, late sixty seven, early sixty eight. And Conroy at that time, Conroy and Grub went to blind school. I um, Conroy was a musical director because he was a brilliant keyboard player and he was working with Tom Rock and his Super Sonics and uh, and um he, he, the guitars, Lintiate and the Chess, as a young man, straight from blind school. Um, so he became the, the musical director of singles. I, I, along with Steve Golden, um, Juna Bailey, who eventually all our family members and a couple of others, we went to sing out because we like sing out because they had a lot of girls. Um, so we went to sing out one day, and Conrad saw us, his band, his, his band had just left the week before, and he saw us and he said, boy, sing out says we have a new band. And of course, we didn't refuse that. We went and joined, and he taught us to sing old songs. And um, a, week, a week later, we went to Montego Bay with the single group back in them. Um, so, so that's how the team came about. So we had Conroy, who was keyboard player and musical director. Um, he, he, and then he introduced us to Grub. He got Grub, Grub was at the time, School of Music, Grub Cooper. Uh, School of Music, sorry. School, School of Agriculture. And then he, he brought in Gob, I had not met Gob at that point. He brought in Gob and Gob became the drummer for singers. So it was myself, like I said, Juna Bailey, Steve Gold on guitar, Conroy on keyboard, and Gob on drums. And then we um, formed a group. Um, somebody, the first guy that was playing at a small club called the Broncos. And, and he left and went to a bigger job. And so therefore, they asked Conroy. He could form a group, so he formed a trio with himself, Grub, and, and himself, and David Dobson, famous David Dobson, who died last year. He would pass through every now and then and sing with us. Um, and then we were there for quite a few months until we got a bigger job in 1969 at hotel, a brand new hotel, Hotel Kingston, and half Road in Kingston. And then we, um, Junior came in, so it was now Junior himself, you know, it was now five people, and, um, and, and, Still, Dobby was kind of singing with us, and then we got Peter Scarlett to come in. So that was when Fab Five and the resident band started. And Connor was always a musical director because he was so brilliant, and he would, um, you know, he would show us how to, you know, that we arrange songs, and he would show us exactly what you know what we should do, etc. Um, so we did other things for about a year, uh, and and then um, somebody came and saw us and took us to Germany. Somebody, um, Mr. Hoover, a German, he came and a businessman and he saw us and led the group. And along with Master Griffiths and a couple of horn players, he took us to Germany in the, in the winter, dead winter in December of 1969. 
and he called us, ironically, he called us the reggae's, um, because reggae music had just started that same year earlier, and the name had come out. Uh, so we went to Germany, we were called the reggae's, and we spent a month, and then in 1970, we actually went back to Germany. Um, you know, um, I we spent three months there promoting reggae music. Now, let's imagine 1970. Reggae was really the name in England, but uh, on the continent, it wasn't very strong at all because not many people were going across to Germany and Switzerland and, and Spain and stuff. And we were in between, we were based in Germany and we went to Luxembourg and, and Switzerland and a couple, couple other places promoting this brand new music. So that was an interesting experiment and interesting period of our time. And we actually did an album in Germany called The Reggae's, you know? Um, of course, Master was one of, like I said, the lead singer, along with Grubb and Conroy. Um, because Peter Scarlett, he didn't go to Germany with us. And then when we came back from Germany in uh, the summer, we lost our job because, of course, we went away for, we went away for three months. There's no way they're going to keep our job at Hotel Kingston. So we lost our job. And Sing Out, I was ahead of Sing Out by then. I became the leader of Sing Out. And we went on a Caribbean tour. Um, July, and we came back in August. And when we came back in August, we didn't have a job, and we said, let's form a road band. So that's it all. Um, top five revolved, and we brought in Steve Golden. So the original group would have been Connor, Cooper, the leader, and keyboard player. Um, Cooper and drums never, never sang that much at that point, just started to sing a lot. Um, Connor did some singing also, Peter Scarlett, lead singer. Um, Steve Golden, rhythm guitarist, Juno Billy Lee guitarist, and me, Frankie Campbell, and bass. And that was our original Fab Five. And then um, we, the, our first show was a show at Holy Childhood High School. Um, and the young band after day was in a circle. And we knew that we had to make an impression um, with the young young people, young young girls especially. And we certainly made an impression, and, and in a circle didn't know what hit them. You know, and surprisingly, man, it, I'll tell you something, without any internet, and with only a few people having landlines in those days, we, that show with maybe, maybe less than a thousand young people, that knew the news spread so fast that in a week, Derek Harrod had, had a major show or every weekend at the VIP club, and, and Winston Blake Merton also had a major showcase at the same place, and both of them started to use Fab Five. In a, in a matter of days, they called us because people were talking about Fab Five. And in January of the following year, 1971, Winston Blake took us to Cayman for a trip as Fab Five, uh, the road band. You know, so that was basically a nucleus. But all this time, Connor was there as a leader. You know, he, and, um, and he was very experienced because he played a lot of recordings. He was a student man. He played on Ernest Smith's first song. He arranged it. I, uh, I, uh, I can't take it. Tears in my pillow. And you know, he played on quite a few other big recordings of the day. So we had a good uh, foundation with Conrad. We guided us along. So that's basically new. That's how we started. Uh, you are listening to What's Your Point on WPKN Radio. My guest is Frankie Campbell, manager and bass guitar player of the legendary show and party band Fab Five. I am Garnet Ankle. How did the name Fabulous Five came about? 
Um, when we were at the Bronco Club, we were called the Bronco, it's the name of the club. You know, whatever the band is here, that's the name of the club. So when we got the job at Hotel Kingston, we obviously couldn't call ourselves the Broncos. And we didn't have a name. And uh, Charlie Babcock, the, uh, the brother of, uh, his brother, was the MC in our show at, 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 on the side at the same hotel. Uh, and, and excuse me, Charlie Babcock was a radio personality. Yeah, man, a big radio personality okay. back in the in the sixties and early seventies in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. uh, and his brother Bobby Babcock um, was MC. And he said, he did, he said what, "What's the name of the band?" He was MC. And we said, "Why we don't know the name?" Because we just came up, and that was the first job we were doing at the poolside. And he looked at us, found five people, and said, "Let's hear it for the fabulous five. Well, we didn't like the name more than so. And for the next two or three months, we thought of other names that would change the band. But by then, the, the hotel had started to advertise the band every week because it got more every week. But it's a resident job. And we're performing. And on weekends, they would put out that in the newspapers, you know, that keep come. And five was there. And after a while, it, uh, it named the stock. And then, of course, when we go from five to six to seven to eight, we just said Fab Five Incorporated. So even though the name is Five, it's more than five. And even though it's more than five. And of course, people always want to joke, oh, it's a Fab Five, I have seven. Oh, it's a Fab Five, I have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, count. You know, so that, that's how the name came about. Yeah, so it's just um, like, it's by accident that, that you got the name. Oh, yeah, it's by accident. You know, but we've gotten used to it. I don't like it now, so that's it. Yeah. So in the early days, in the initial stage of uh, Fog Five's career, uh, Peter Scarlett was the lead singer, and the songs like the first song, "Come Back and Stay," Come was was your first song and a big number one in, on the island with with Peter Scarlett lead singing. Uh, tell us some more yeah, about that song. Well, the song written by me, "Come Back and Stay," and um, I wrote it when I was at school, and um. You know, actually, I had a group at school called Martinez that we did a version, an early version. But, um, you know, when Fab Five started, we were, and, and Harry J, we met Harry J from Harry J Studios. And, um, you know, Harry J liked it. And we started, we started with the album Harry J, so we brought original songs. And that was one of the first ones that we recorded. And Harry J pushed it and reached number one. And I'm still about Harry J. Harry J called us in the studio. Somebody knew. Popeye, but someone you have here, they call us in the studio, get back up, Johnny Nash. Um, this is months after, this is just after we started, not too long after, maybe uh, in the first year, I think, or a year and a half. And we did that famous album, I can't see clearly no album. We did six songs on the album. Most of the songs were written by um, Bob Marley because Johnny Nash apparently um, did a, a boot camp with Bob Marley in England, and they were in England touring along with, you know, um, Johnny Nash and Bob Marley and stuff. And they were, you know, getting um, trying to promote reggae music in those days. So um, when he came to Jamaica, you know, yeah, he knew a lot of the Bob Marley songs, Steer It Up, I Can See, um, Robert Jelly, More Questions and Answers and stuff. Um, so we did all of those um, songs in the, in the studio at Harry and of course Bob Marley himself would pass through. He never said anything, you know, he just passed through and this is what we were doing. All, you know, passed through a few times and gone. Because we had known Bob Marley before, because we used to back up Bob Marley on the road. You know, every now and then we'd back him up 
They were the whalers then with uh, Peter Tosh, Bonnie Whaler at that time? No, no. Not the whalers were the, were the singing group at that time. They, they, were, they, they didn't incorporate the band, the whalers as we know it today. Yeah. So what happened with, uh, with the situation with Peter Scarlett? Why did he leave uh, Fab Five? Well, um, you know, you know, things are up and down. Um, th uh, things are up and down, and um, it still was quite a bit all, all of the steps that the eighties and he left us in the eighties. Um, so he spent a long enough time, you know. But you know, you know, our music business, um, sometimes it, it's doing really well, other times it's not as well. And um, it's not, it was as organized as it is now, you know. The music business wasn't organized back in the 70s and, and the 80s as it is now. Um, um, obviously, Chris Blackwell pushed a lot of people third world and, and um, Jimmy Cliff and quite a few and Toots. And they, they really made some money and stuff. But the rest of us, um, it was not like you now where the music was just um, people accepting music all over the world. It was after Bob Marley that that happened, so therefore it, it would have been a struggle. You know, um, there are good times and bad times, and even though it, we toured a lot, we were the most popular band out of Jamaica. Um, the money wasn't really flowing in as it should have all the time. You know, so and then people got frustrated because they had a family to look after and stuff. You know, so very very good friends, and we we produced him after he left, and he was really good friends until he died. The band has been, for the last 52 years, continuously going. Well, what keeps the band going continuously for so long? Well, 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 okay, we are, I like to tell people this. There are four different segments that a band can, can be different ways a band functions. Well, I guess worldwide, certainly out of Jamaica. Okay, the first way is um, you are a show band. 
Okay, secondly, your recording band. Thirdly, your backup band. And fourthly, you can be a party band. Well, luckily, top five is, is always is one of, we're up right in all those categories. We have been Jamaica's leading dance band for the last 30 years. We took over from Barony. Um, we are we are obviously one of the top recording bands. Or Barony, Third World would be there, Chalice would be there, but Papa was there, we have done 30 records and we had over 20 hit, hit songs um, worldwide in terms of the Caribbean and North America, um, Jamaica obviously, and in Europe. And um, the backup band, we have backup bands like um, Lloyd Parks, and we the people, and you have some other backup bands that have faded away, you know, um, and Jamaica, you have a band like Ruffcott, who is a, just really a backup band. Um, but we are also back up band and we are backed up um, so many different people from Trinidad and the soccer people we are back up a lot of international acts, you know, we are backed up people like Skidder Davis, we are Goodman and Brown, Penny King, you know, quite a few international acts. Ray Charles, Ray Charles, Dizzy Gillespie, yeah, Jerry yeah, Garcia yeah, and the Grateful Dead, so numerous artists internationally right. to mention. So in terms of all these international artists, which one would you say would be the best one to work with? Well, um, I, I, not all of them were backed up, you know. Um, but we played along with a lot, a lot of them, but, but the ones who are backed up, we are backed up, um, um, so many, we are backed up over two dozen of them. Best one to work with was probably Benny King. It was probably the easiest one. Now, Skitter Davis was actually quite nice. You know, um, um, Paul, what name, um, 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 Paul, who did, um, um, Whatever, I can't remember his name right now, but that's it will come back to me shortly. Billy so Paul? Billy Paul, right. Oh. He gave us a lot of he gave us a lot of trouble because I think he was drunk. Um, <laughs> and, and, and he couldn't take the high note of his song. Right? Of his famous big number one song. Um, you know, but but by large, we go when I'm born, they were were nice people, you know, um and of course Mighty Sparrow in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Mighty Sparrow is as well. It's hard to work. Of course, we work with everybody in Jamaica, like I told you. Everybody, um, anybody who's anybody from Bob Marley to Jimmy Cliff to you name them, work with, and just about everybody in the Caribbean, the older set, older Caribbean set. Yes. And, and, and North America, like I said before, we work with quite a, quite a bit of the black, mainly black American acts. Yes. You know, um, because it's much easier. I remember Randy Crawford, you know, just, you know a, lot, a lot of them, really. Mm -hmm. All the years. And it was fun to work with them, you know, because it, uh, I must find the last person we worked with was Dennis Williams. Yeah. And that was the two, that was um, that 2020, um, February, just before the, just before the, um, COVID outbreak. COVID. Yeah, we did, we did, we did, it was fantastic, Dennis, you know, yeah. Williams, um, let's hear it for the boy, Dennis Williams, etc. So, over the years, we're back to quite a few. And you've shared you know, this, uh, and you've shared the stage with uh, Rick James, uh, Linda Ronstadt, the Neville brothers, Aaron Neville. Everybody, she said, I mean, my girl, Arita Franklin. She said, Arita Franklin, before she um, stopped traveling, she came, you know, and just about everybody, you know. Um, I mean, it's everybody. I mean, quite a bit, of, uh, you know, a big, a big acts, and we're proud of that, you know. Um, we performed um, in Central Park with Rita Mali. Um, in 1982, I think it was, that anti-nuclear anti power rally. And there was a million people there. 
and we backed up um, Peter Paul and Mary on that show. We actually played for them. You know, um, we were there with Rita Marley. She performed, but they asked us to back up Peter Paul and Mary. And you know, these kind of these kind of events, you don't forget very easily, you know, because um, a million people look like a million people. Now it's really something else, you know. Um, so we have, we have been all over the world touring. So take um, us take us through that show, that, that performance, that nuclear, that anti-nuclear concert uh, with a one million audience at the New, the New York's uh, Central Park. Take us through the, the, the pace of that performance. Well, 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 we got, well the, you know, we're with Peter Mal, we're back up at the time. And Bob Marley just died, so she, she was getting a lot of big shows. Um, and, you know, we, we got there day, we had no, we had no idea. Uh, of the numbers that would have been there, obviously. Um, but then we, when the morning, it was a day show, and the, after the early afternoon we were leaving. Then we realized we had to leave early because so the crowds were too massive, and the security people getting us through New York City in, in, the, in the vicinity of Central Park. Um, and then getting to the venue, I mean, backstage was a joke. I mean, it was difficult, although we had police escort and everything. And then we realized, wait, what's happening here? You know, and then we got, then we got there now. People started telling us that there are almost a million people there. And, and by the show ended, they said, the police estimate said there was a million people. I mean, when they got on stage, at that point, it was the biggest stage and sound equipment we have ever seen in our lives. Because it's on equipment to the broadcast a million people have got the massive it's like it's like you like four or five stories high. The PA system in scaffolding was like four or five stories high. And I mean you can imagine the power that it took to push that and the space was huge and high. And when we got and see that look in the masses of the people, I mean it was just uh, you know, one in a lifetime event. Was it intimidating for you as a band member? Was it intimidating to see so many people? Not really, because the people are firing on. In other words, they're not on top of you. It's more intimidating when you have an audience that is right beside you. Mm. You know, uh, and put, you know, and push, and like they almost touch you. You know, that is scary. But when the people are firing from you, you know, you kind of have a comfort level that is quite easy actually. And you know, you're with the band, you're with the artist. It's fine. Because I remember when we performed with Mama Marley at, at students at student union, and the students who had about six thousand people, and it's supposed to probably have three thousand back in those days in the early 70s and they were right beside you you know and everybody was at smoke some big long spliff and some chill on pipe <laughs> i mean i don't and i don't smoke and all you can see was like a smoke screen you know what i mean <laughs> and, 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 and then they're they, they pure man you know about 90 percent man and 10 percent woman and all of them were at s90 yeah you know what i mean very very situation so that is more scary you know, when when you have, when people are right beside them can touch you, you know what I mean. Um, but when the, the million people are way down, you know, them, so people at the back look, look like ants, you know, and then we are on the back, you know, you know. But they can hear and they can see you. But I don't know where they could see us, but people at the back, because they were far. I guess maybe one or two of them had binoculars or so, you know. But it's all very interesting, you know. Um, so all the years we've had some very interesting trips and some very interesting years. We met Nelson Mandela. Uh, we met Fidel Castro, we have been to Cuba a few times. That was really exciting. You know, um, when we went to Cuba, it was in during the Cold War. And, um, you know, it, and we, we, we became the most popular group in, in uh, Cuba. You know, um, couldn't, make, couldn't make any money, 
but we were very popular in Cuba, unfortunately. Couldn't bring the money. You know, um, and like I said, Japan was interesting. We've been to Japan about five or six times. Uh, we to Malaysia, you know, and, um, you know, I've been to other places, in, you know, Central America and Caribbean and stuff, and Europe, of course, you know. Um, but a place that really blew our mind was um, in Costa Rica. When we went to, um, what, you know, the town of Cameroon, you know, the town of, um, and you met all the Jamaican people from the Jamaican, um, the, the, the family went down to uh, Costa Rica and they in the Panama Canal. And you would not believe it. They, they, they talk Jamaican same way and then go on just like Jamaican, you know, old Jamaica. It's the most incredible thing. And they speak English. Indeed. They speak Spanish also, but they not put the main language is English. And just come down over the last hundred years. And I mean, it's incredible. I think Liman. And I mean, these, these people are just unbelievable. It's like, it's like you're back in Jamaica in, in the country in the 50s, you know. Indeed. So some of those experiences have been really great, you know. Um, but top five, you know, uh, uh, um, and but we have done a, a bit. We have, we have produced about ten of the winning festival songs. Indeed. And go, uh, and the top two festival songs, which is give thanks and praise and earth So the birth we cover range land by birth, uh, and we top five play. And that one, but we cover give thanks and praise, which is the number two festival songs of all time, and we played on it. Also. Produce and played on another eight winning festival songs. Um, we have we have the number one Christmas album, all original Christmas album in Jamaica's history. Uh, Christmas in the Sun, and we're very proud of that. Also, we have two Christmas albums, but the first one has sold so many copies and it's so very popular. Every year it sells up, and it's what from 1990, 30 something years old now. Uh, we're proud of that also. We have the No One album in Jamaica, 1985, 86. You see, this is a soccer album, the first all soccer album out of Jamaica. Um, you know, Baron Yali plays soccer with the Malik, um, take one out by the Sanctum Trinidad, but that was an original album, which is, you see, Fling Road Jam, Feeling On, and all those hit songs, and it, it became the No One album in Jamaica, and I would say we're very proud of that, because only one album can be No One album. Fourteen month album each year, so to actually get that, and uh, you know, Ghana we are the, the only group in the world that have received awards. We won awards for soca, we won awards for reggae, and we won awards for dancehall, right? Um, in the world, between between um Toronto, Canada, and Florida and Jamaica, and we're very proud of that because you know, to at least top three genres of music and, and do well in all three is excellent. Not many people can do that. And and we have one of the most popular ballads. One of the most popular Jamaica ballads sung by Peter Scott, Asking for Love. Indeed. So that song that song plays on every single disco. The first time I heard um a dancer on disco play this song, I was shocked. But then I realized that they all played almost every night, every disco in Jamaica played that song. Okay, well, what kind of music they play? Great, great and, song. Know, Great, great song. Yeah, man, I will very proud of that also, you know. So, we have made our mark, we have made our mark, we have set our standards, you know, um, in production, um, we have produced, we have written for Rita Mali, one job. All of them have written all of, all of Rita Mali, his song. Every one of them. And one draw, um, one draw was written by Grub Cooper. Yeah, one draw written by Grub Cooper. If you take a Rita Mali's greatest hits album, 
Ucho Julissa, both three and four years ago. Every last song on that album which was produced by a group of Fab Five, and quite a few of them was written by us also. And, 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 we're, and we also, and Grub also produced a lot of the early Melody Makers albums with um, Ziggy Marley. You know, plus of course other people have worked on, but produced the last 12 albums from the Grace Chillers, our last 15 albums. You know, um, and Grub wrote quite a few other songs from the Grace Chillers on the album that we produced and we played on all of the albums of the Grace Chillers, most of them, for the last 15 years, gospel. So, you know, and of course, we have also been involved in theatre, um, and we have produced quite a few music for plays. So what we try to do, um, Carlos, is we try to come out of the box, and we try to diversify ourselves musically, and and touch on, on different genres, and you know, and, and different kind of recordings. You don't just stick to one thing, you know. So what we, um, when one is down, the other one will come up. Well, over the last 40 or so years, we have done over a thousand commercials, radio commercials and jingles, you know, for all the big companies in Jamaica. All of them, you name them. From Red Stripe to, to CRMG to Air Jamaica, to you name them, you know, we have done. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't realize the impact that we have made on, on the Jamaican, on, on the Jamaican, you know, culture. Uh, but, um, a man once told me that when you think about cigarettes in Jamaica, when you say cigarette, you know you're talking about pavement. When you, when you say beer, you know it's not about red stripe. When you say when you, newspaper, you, know, you don't say newspaper, it's a cleaner. And when you talk about a band, bands, you talk about fat pie. That's basically a man once told me that. And so that's, you know, incredible. Indeed. You know? yeah. You're listening to What's Your Point on WPKN Radio. My guest is Frankie Campbell, manager and bass guitar player of legendary and versatile show and party band Fab Five. I am Garnet Anchor. So uh, the pandemic uh, put a spoke in your wheels two years ago with your 50th anniversary celebrations. So it was uh, postponed. Any future... Uh, thing about having that belated 50th anniversary because you'd really deserve it because you've done everything in terms of music. You're so versatile. Any future plans for a belated 50th celebration? Well, okay, well, we just, um, Jamaica just opened up, like I told you earlier, um, before last Friday, which is in fact eight days ago. Um, we have been getting a lot of calls frantically from Jamaica, and we have been getting calls from North America so far, and one or two calls from the Caribbean. So we're looking to see exactly how we can do it. But the problem with this, Janet, I'm worried about the new variant that is picking up in China and in, and in Europe. So we're just praying and keeping our fingers crossed that this variant plays away very quickly and we don't go back to another phase again. Um, because we really want to pick up where we left off um, in 2019, getting into 2020. Um, but talking to talking to a promoter now is kind of hard because even though Canada was opened up, opened up from the first of, of March, um, you know they're still very cagey mm-hmm. and they're watching. You know, people watching. So I'm hoping that um, this, this new variant don't pick up and and you know, catches on and. And everything really fades out, and then we can really move, push the mind. But we're looking at, we're looking at a couple of shows here. You know, we're looking at going into Florida shortly. 
in the end of May, we're going into Florida, and, and June is summer. To make us 50th anniversary, we're going into also Florida and Atlanta. We have that set already. And we have, we have a show in a Barbados set, and we have a show in Cayman set. And um, hopefully, we'll come up to near your side. Okay. Um, up to New York and Hartford and, and, and Bridgeport and all this. You know, uh, hopefully, we can come up to your side. But we haven't heard anything yet. I suppose people are really waiting to see, watching to see what's going to happen. You know, and of course, Europe, um, we hear that um, things are happening in England now, unfortunately. Let's hope it, it fades out quickly. Because we need to get back on the road to Ghana. It's been a really rough two-year period. You know? Indeed, indeed. And, you know, Fab Five is so versatile. And when you just name a genre you can play it. Disco, reggae, soca, uh, skia, soul, anything. And... You know, if someone who follows your band knows that you'll be hearing a song on stage and it sounds like the original singer just morphed into someone on stage and started singing that. Give, give, give us the, 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 the thinking behind that because it's, it's remarkable. Sometimes I'm myself listening and say, is this Alton Ellis singing? You know, well, tell us about that. Well, we, 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 we just, we, well, the people want to hear the record. The people want to hear, they don't want to hear a version of a hit record. Because what, what the record does for you, you know, as you know, I'm not, I'm not telling you, I'm just talking generally, because I know you know. But what the record does for you, it brings back, it makes you smile. It, it, a hit record that you haven't heard for five or ten years, and you love it, it makes you smile. It brings back pleasant memories, right? And usually... I'm not saying it can't bring back sad memories, but mostly pleasant memories. And, and people want to hear it more or less how it sounded in their minds. They don't want they don't want to have a different version of the same song. So what we try and do is reproduce that version. Of course, it's not easy, especially in the vocals, but we have Gwabu is actually absolutely incredible. And when he sings, he can sing like the person. I don't know how he does it. You know, you have some people just can't sing, just have a song like themselves. But grew up can't sound like these people. Um, and that's why we did the live albums, which I sent to you, and you're going to be getting shortly. Indeed. And, and all of those albums, when we, when we saw, I remember we were playing that album for a Jamaican singer, Carl Dawkins. Indeed. And he was listening, and he was saying, wow, how you get all, how you get all those people to come and sing on the album? How <laughs> <laughs> you get Dennis Wong to sing, and then guess what? And then satisfa we started satisfaction, and it's a weird. <laughs> so Grub Cooper is the man behind this, right? Yeah, man, and, and then the dawn on him now that, well, what Grub are you that, you know? <laughs> but um, um, we were in Anguilla last weekend, the first trip that we made in two years. We were in Anguilla um, at the moon splash. There's that thing called the Banky Banks, and they had been doing this every year for the last 35 years. Um, first trip in down there. And people said, well, when we were pop it sounded like a CD, and some people are complaining that we're miming. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the person had to tell them, no, man, they're not miming. I see them, man, singing. You know? But the whole idea is, Garlic, that we want people to really enjoy the music as it was. And what we do, we highlight the, what we know that people like. You know, highlight. And when you get the, when you get this, the CDs, when you get the live CDs, it's five, five live CDs that you have. When you get them, you'll hear 
It's supposed to get a CD by next week. Are you really here? That's exactly what we're talking about. You know, but we're told, we're told that because not many people can do that. And it's feel a pop music, um, Garnet. You need to have the feel. If it's been soca, it must sound like soca. Indeed, indeed. And I'm in the audience in Jamaica watching Grub Cooper singing like Dennis Brown and it changes over to 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 sugar minor and you sit there and say wait it's like these original singers morph into Grub Cooper is it's amazing to sit there and stand there and watch it and then to hear it on a CD it's it's remarkable no it's true and I know he has Insta because um, no, no, I, no, I don't know how many people can do that, you know. If there are songs that he used to sing 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. If, it, if, if we are on the bandstand playing, you know, with Mark, you know, he's singing up probably and playing. I got to go by, I said to him, you know, sometimes there's a song, and then boy, my dad said, yes, remember, it, it, it's that we call it. Like a joke oh, box. Okay, like a joke box. Yeah, okay, you do that. I mean, nobody can do that. It's a record song. You're not sung in 10, 15 years. But uh, you can do that. Uh, and tell wow. the people who don't really know that Grub Cooper is visually impaired. Yep. Man, yeah, visually impaired. But why am I telling you? You know, so that is, that has really made Fab Five, you know. Um, so, um, even last week when we were at Boots I mean, even your boy, when they made a Fab Five compared to the other bands, man, it was, you know, I mean, it, it just can't compare, you know. Indeed. So, so we're, we're proud of that because we want to keep the standard, you know. But we're always, we're always on time, we're always just appropriately, you know, and, and uh, we're give people a really good performance. We try and give them as best as performance as possible. And we believe in, we bring back memories. We, we even ask people to on up, on up dance or in our party, we ask people to, to make requests. And no other band in the world can do that. And, and they request the oldies and we play them. And, and nine out of ten times, you are able to play the songs. We've lost so many outstanding artists, just to name a few. Hugh Roy, Lee Scratch Perry, Bob Andy, Bonnie Wheeler, Robbie Shakespeare. Let's talk briefly about Robbie Shakespeare. And uh, the Rolling Stones named him a, few, uh, a couple, maybe a year or so before he passed. 17th best guitar, uh, bass player in the history of music. What, what are your thoughts on Robbie Shakespeare? Well, obviously, it's very important, I mean, to be in the top echelon of, of bass players in the world. I mean, a fantastic, the top 100 is something that much as the top 20, you know, and, and we're very proud of Robbie. Robbie, I mean, did some really incredible bass lines, uh, himself and Sly, really inventive, a very inventive duo, you know, and, and we're very proud of the fact we're really sorry that he died, uh, unfortunately. He was ill for quite a few years, and we're really... Uh, Sorry that he died. I was at the funeral, of course, and um, we're going to miss him a lot, you know. But of course, that's what Jamaica is. First of all, country we have two members of our fraternity in the Hall of Fame. We have Bob Jimmy Cliff and of course Bob Marley in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, no which other small country you can 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 boast that. You know, um, Bob done so well. You know, in our, our musicians and 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 our artists have done so well. And we're very proud of them. And Rob is one of those. You know. And um, a lot of uh, artists who have died, you know, over the last, we have lost 80% of the pop and of the old, of the, of the art from the 60s and early 70s. You know, people like um, Alton Ellis, Indeed. you know, I mean, and culture, and, and of course, all of the wheelers, mm -hmm. all the wheelers have gone, you know, and um, 
in 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 funny funny rocks from third world. Indeed. You know what I mean? What about Tobin and and person about the Greg Isaac? So can I forget Gregory? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and over the unfortunately over the last um twelve years, we have not about two hundred of the top people. You know. John and, Holt, um, John Holt as well. John, man, John, yeah. You know, we, 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 we did so many shows with John. We were in Barbados just a year before he died. And man, he tore the place down. Man, with so many hit records, you know. Um, you know, culture. So many of them are gone. You are the chairman of the Jamaica Association of Vintage Artists and Affiliates, Java. What's the purpose of that association? Well, it's the preservation of music. We don't like what's been happening over the last two decades. We're, we're, you know, we're not fun. But generally speaking, music has, has taken a dive. Um, um, some, some of us don't think it's in music anymore. Um, since, since Sean and Shaggy in the early, early 2000s, when they had those two massive albums, or three albums, um, we, have, we have been struggling to get hit in North America and Europe. Um, as, as solo artists, Sean has had um, hits with, um, doing collabs with some famous white people, you know, but everybody has been struggling and we don't have any new people really getting hits. From, from 1969, when we did our first homegrown hit record, Israelites by the Dead Man Aces, there was never a year where we never have a, a top, I mean, five or ten top ten songs in Britain, and of course all over Europe, and occasionally we did the top ten in America. During that, during those three decades, eighties and nineties, and and the eighties, seventies rather, seventies, eighties and nineties, but since two thousand five, I've been struggling. Uh, we're very upset about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do, what we are Java trying to do is, um, you know, preserve that. You know, people tell why we say not hearing his music enough. Indeed. And even Dennis Brown, um, we are the ones that started the tribute to Dennis Brown show. It's the big no one the government has taken it over. But we want the younger people to know what Dennis Brown did and what he achieved and his music must be played. The Beatles, the Psycho, Elvis Presley's music is played. The Psycho, John Lennon's music is indeed, played. Indeed, indeed. And of course, Michael Jackson. You know, there are, are people keeping their names alive and we want to do the same job as we doing that. Plus, a lot of the old timers, they're falling on hard times. Indeed. And we're there to help them, you know. Yeah. Um, when the children scheme and when they die, we are able to bury them with some dignity. Because too many artists are dying and can't be buried, and that's awful. Yeah. You know, plus a lot of them were brought back on stage, you know, got it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we put them back on, and, and introduce them to a younger audience, and they have been doing very well and getting shows. Even the Heptones, the former group, a new Heptones with um, Earl Heptones, one of the original members of Heptones. And they're doing quite well, you know. Um, we got about Boris Garner to do our many shows. Indeed. What about Leroy Sibley? He's not with the band? Leroy is good. Leroy, no, Leroy is good. Yeah, well, he has been doing very well still. And, you know, we, we, we work with Leroy a lot. But he's one of the few that's still doing very well, um, along with Ken Booth, you know, and um, Martha Griffiths. Indeed. From the old school. Yeah, another band that, come, that came to mind as we were speaking here, Justin Hines and the Domino. He passed away some years ago. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Justin died, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, of course, nobody, nobody remembers Justin Hines, of course, and there's nobody keeping his name alive, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, with the situation, young, the young jocks, they're not taking back and playing these songs, you know. So, we're, we're not saying, it that they must not play the young people's music. We're not saying that. What we're saying is that 
Indeed, indeed. You have to start from the root. Yes, you have to start. So you have to play, play new songs, fine. But at least leave have a segment where you will go back to the roots. And you, and you play the people. Give us a half an hour. Give us an hour. You know, out of each day, give us an hour. You know. Uh, so most of the young people now, they don't know nothing. And if you mention Dennis Brown, they don't know who Dennis Brown is. Indeed. It's unfortunate. Yeah, because Dennis Brown passed away on the 1st of July, 1999. And a lot of them were not born yet. Right. Well, that's right. And if a was... Five or six years old or ten years old, that person now 30, 33, and, and never really grew up with Dennis Brown. Mm -hmm. And especially if you were in a home that the parents wasn't playing that kind of music much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that three generations, you know, who would not would have died, would have would have would have been not around more or less when Dennis Brown is alive. Indeed. So we want to show them what what people like, you know. I mean, everybody knows Dennis um, Bob Marley. Bob Marley's name is uh, alive and well because the world keeps Bob Marley's name alive. And the family. So, the family. And the, yeah, and the world. Yeah, and the family down there, the whole world. I mean, the Island Records, they come to so many movies that you can't help but see Bob Marley's picture all over the place. Indeed. So we're not, we're not worried about Bob Marley, but we're worried about everybody else. Indeed. You know what I mean? You know, so that's what job is all about. So, and we've been burying people when, you know, that when, when Roy Shirley died in England. They were about to throw him in a, in a unmarked grave. Indeed. And and, and um, we, we we brought him home. Mm -hmm. We asked the minister. We asked the minister. She was, it's a dubs at the time. And we, and we asked her to, to help us. And we got here Jamaica to fly the body home. And we had a burial for him in Jamaica. Yeah, another unsung hero of Jamaican popular music. Yeah, man. Our hero, man. Our hero, man. You know, as, as you can see, we can't make the man just did a burial in England or so. That's awful. Desmond you know, Decker, uh, another one who passed away some some years ago. Yeah, not too long ago, Desmond died, you know, but he was more popular in England. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he was on a circuit, so at least people knew of that, you know. You know, so um, we want to honor the, we want to honor them. We want to form a hall of fame and a walk of fame. We have everything superstar a hall of fame already, and we have some plaques in the bus center. But of course, we want a building. So we can really have a good music hall of fame, a regular music hall of fame. I want a walk of fame around Emancipation Park where we put on, put the plaques on the ground, you know, because people can come and look at the plaques. Uh, you know, not necessarily. Hmm? And we should we should mind with people where Emancipation Park is. Oh, sorry about that. But no, Emancipation Park is right in New Kingston, outside of Pegasus. Uh -huh. Um, it's a beautiful park right in the middle of Kingston and it, and it's it's really fantastic and, and people use it a lot and we have a lot of functions there. Um, you know, at free concerts and other things. Can you can you we suppose there when you came to Jamaica two years ago. Yeah. And that's where it performed. Uh, and you, know, you are um, also a board member of the Jamaica Music Society. Yeah, I'm a board member of Jams, yes. And I'm 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 supposed to be on the board of almost all the music entities. And but I'm meeting meeting the Jaria much anymore but um you know um i'm a senior musician in jamaica we are five five senior musicians in jamaica and very respected one of the most respected music organization in jamaica and um we, we want the best for not just five five we want the best for jamaican music and musicians Indeed. so anything negative happens in our music it adversely affects all of us you know when jack was, was sent in this week to six years in five years or whatever in six years 
Um, it really upsets us. Overseas, um, right? Overseas. This happened. Was it in Holland? In Holland. In Holland. Yeah. Yes, in Holland. It shed up a light on us as musicians, you know, and and some some people might just put all of us in the same bracket, you know. So we're really up. We are really upset and want to set a higher standard. You know, of, of deportment of Indeed. performance. Indeed. And Buju Banton, too, was, was in prison here for yeah. a time before he was released. Yeah. Right. And of course, Vat Scarfield is in prison. Of course, Ninja Man is in prison. Yeah. Um, Tamali and some other one of the younger ones are in prison. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, that's what Java wants to do. Java wants to, generally speaking, the standard. Help the, help the older ones who are struggling, you know, and guide the younger ones. You know, have seminars and stuff. So that's what, and, and let me just make an appeal here. You know, anybody wants to help Java, please feel free to do so. You know, my my, my telephone number is eight seven six eight one nine two nine three six eight seven six eight one nine two nine three six. And don't feel any way. We don't feel any way. If you want to give a donation, by all means, do it. It's not worth the cause because believe it, we need help, and a lot of the older musicians are struggling. You know, I'm not, I'm not able to maintain a, a health and, a, and, a, and a, you know, a good life, life standard of living. And we want to help as many persons as possible. Indeed, and people may ask, why are these musicians struggling? Because when they were in their heyday, there was no money in the music. Well, yeah, a lot of them, but a lot of them, listen, we all make, we all make bad choices at times. Mm -hmm. Bad choices to women. We make bad choices with our lifestyle. You know, let's not kill ourselves. We all make bad choices. Some people make worse choices. Some of them made some good money. We admit that. But are we going to are we going to stamp them in the ground and, and say, you know, tell them or are we going to try and pick them up and help them? And that's what Java is all about. Yes, a lot of them really made Frankie Paul. Frankie Paul made millions of US dollars, millions. And when he died, we were showing to bury him. Alright, so some of these are young and silly, foolish, you know, but, um, you know, I've got to try and guide them along. I know, got it, they're still doing it. Yes. With all of what we have gone through, and with all of the examples that we have set. Indeed. Some of the young people are still doing it. You know, I was in a country in West Africa called the Gambia some years ago, and I was staying at this hotel, and uh, the management told me Frankie Paul was there, like maybe a year or so ago, at that time. And uh, he rented the entire hotel, nobody else, a small place, the entire place in the Gambia. And then, you know, some guys are showing me around that, oh, it's over there, That's uh, the, that piece of land belongs to Frankie Paul. It's over there, that piece, of land belongs, that piece of land belongs to Luciano. These guys are like stars down there, you know, in Africa. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and it's yeah, a government. Man. The government gave them these lands. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's how I go. Coco T music is on the radio, blaring. You think you're in Kingston listening to reggae music on the radio. Yeah, man. Yep. You know, but um, like I said before, ego is a problem. Yeah. You know, your ego is a problem. And, and, you know, and a lot of them come up to the ranks, you know, can it? Mm -hmm. A lot of them were educated enough, you know, and, and they just want to follow, take advice. Because when we have our, when we have our seminars, and we invite the young people, they don't come. They not come. And, and if they have money and they're rich, and if they're doing very well, they not come, they not listen to you. They not care. They're rich and they're famous and they don't care. So, unfortunately, that's how it is, you know. But um, that job is all about. So, 
But you know, we're still here, and I will help. I will continue doing what I'm doing in terms of job until I die. I will you know, continue to name as much as possible, and hopefully, you know, the more risk in life. And they will also come and start helping the younger ones. You know what I mean? Yes. That's uh, our job. And it's great to see that Fab Five has 52 years in the business. In addition to that, you yourself and others within the band, with your part, you're playing your part to, to let the music continue to move along and to help those who are less able to help themselves. And that's a great thing. That That's a great humanitarian effort on your part. And, and we thank you for that. Well, you have to, you have to give back. You have to give back. Um, you know, uh, it makes sense to keep get, getting, getting, and not giving, giving, giving. And we believe in giving a lot. You know, that's the mantra. And I believe in helping and guiding and giving. You know, I want to help everybody where I can. Obviously, I can't help every last soul. But through Java, we're reaching quite a few of the older musicians that we're very proud of that. Yeah, man. Yeah, so any parting shots before we say so long for today? Well, um, we just keep our fingers crossed, like I said before, that um, COVID will eventually fly away permanently. Well, even if it's not permanently, but at a tolerably, um, um, you know, level. So that, that means that we can um, travel freely, you know, and um, and perhaps can bring our music to people all over the world. We are muted, which port, um, where you are, live, so to off. Our families and friends and fans can see us again live. I know a lot of people miss us, and we miss the people. We miss, we miss getting out there and performing. We miss it really, miss it badly. You know, our last UK Angela, we're so happy to be back on stage, and we're hoping that this continues. Um, Jamaica open up, and Canada's open up, open up, and England, British, UK's open up, and we'll have two places open up fully. I know most of America basically open up, so hoping that the rest of the world will follow suit and. We can move on again and bring our music, bring our joy, bring our great Jamaican music to the rest of the world. And everybody can have a great time with Fab Five. Love you all. And thank you, Gannett, for this interview. And I'll talk to you soon. Oh, you're so welcome. Huh? Thanks again, Frankie, for doing this. You have been listening to What's Your Point on WPKN Radio. My guest was Frankie Campbell, manager and bass player of the legendary and versatile show and party band Fab Five. I am Garnet Ankle.
favor on the way Today I'm asking for my lady Today I'm asking for my baby Please, I'm asking for love Somewhere in my youth I must have done something to earn some love So cold and lonely I need someone to love and hold me Please I'm asking for love La 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 Oh, 